four, three, two. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all gonna have so much fun, we'll need plastic surgery to remove our smiles. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party! Feed us drinks! Get us laid! Wait a minute, there's no birthday party for me here. Hey bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird to have to ask twice. Do you wanna know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Are those sad tissues or happy tissues? like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamine. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women call me quit with scripts And find a nest in the hills Chill like Flint All right, right. all right, all right Welcome everybody, it is Tuesday, May 16th This is finally the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 AM 96.1 FM Streaming all over the land, you know it's better as the Big X we're coming to you delayed today from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you, uh, including getting your MBA in just 12 months. Again, business.louisville.edu. Our sincerest apologies yet again for the technical difficulties that have delayed the show. We need some sort of just token statement, some sort of boilerplate language that we can just read uh, or maybe run when the computer's not working. But uh, we get in here, everything's going swimmingly, and the dreaded 258 Trevor Kelsey looking at the computer and saying, you got to be kidding me. When I hear those words, I know exactly what's going on. The computer, which has been on its last legs for a year now, uh, has frozen again. we got to go back to Jeffersonville. Trevor does. He makes the trip across the bridge, reboots the system. Uh, we're able to get on the air. Shout out to my guy Calvin for uh, Calvin for getting us on the air here. And then TK will head back across the bridge and be back on for uh, a, a shortened show. It's already going to be a short show. We got Louisville Bats baseball tonight. They'll take the baton from us at 535, so we'll be off the air at 530 today. But now an even shorter show, which is a shame because there's no shortage of things to talk about, which is a rarity on May 16th. There are plenty of things going on. We will discuss all of them. Um I'll start by myself here for the first segment. We'll also hear from you on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Reminder, Thornton's hooking you up with that refreshing rewards app, which is going to save you money at the pump and save you money inside anytime you need a delicious Thornton's tasty treat. Also, if you want a 32-ounce fountain drink, you can get one from Thornton's for just 89 cents, less than a buck for a big old drink. Download the refreshing rewards app today. Get a big drink, get some cheap gas, and then text us at 502-414-1450. So we are on the air. Again, our deepest and most sincere apologies. It's not ideal. The the tech people, Calvin and Company, the only radio technical wizard in the city, apparently, they are here right now. And I promise you, this is not like the YouTube cameras. It's not a running joke. They are installing a new computer. They're bringing all the stuff from Jeffersonville over here to the home base uh, off Taylorsville Road. 
and the computers, new computer should be up and running in the time frame I was just given was two to three weeks. So that is, this is not just a, a, a running gag. This is a real thing that's going to happen. We will have new computers uh, within the next month or so, which means hopefully that these issues, which have been, I get it, popping up more and more the last uh, month and a half or so, will be rectified. No more trips to Jeffersonville to restart the computer. No more shows starting at 345, or sometimes not at all. Uh, we should be good to go once this new computer gets going. And then the YouTube cameras will follow shortly after that. I mentioned this before. We got lots to get to. We'll hear, we'll, we'll hear Trevor Kelsey's breakdown of the Kentucky primary voting when he gets here. Uh, we, I, I want to react to last night's celebration of Denny Crum's life, which I thought was in, extremely well done. I thought some of the speeches were very moving. And then, of course, we can't have any sort of event involving Louisville men's basketball that doesn't spark some sort of controversy or debate amongst the fan base, and that happened last night. I was hoping it wouldn't, and sure enough, it did on multiple fronts, so we'll get into that. We'll take your thoughts on, on that as well. Conference realign, realignment madness, there's no longer any ducking it. It's in full swing. Uh, it, it's coming back. We're going to have to put up with all these fake and weird accounts out there putting out rumors that we try not to pay attention to, but invariably wind up paying attention to. It's absolutely going to happen again. We're in for it. Buckle up. It's not going anywhere. Uh, we've got the NBA draft lottery tonight. Trevor's thoughts there. Pacers maybe going for Victor Wimbayama. We'll see what happens. Uh, we've got a, a big story on a billionaire backing Rick Pitino at St. John's. But we're going to start today with the big news on the football front, a place where I think we can all finally come together in agreement for all the the back and forth and the bickering when it comes to, to men's basketball to a lesser extent, women's basketball, baseball now, people are, are upset about that. Football seems to be the one sport until they actually start playing games where everybody appears to be on the same page for the time being. And that's largely due to the fact that Louisville went out and made a hire that the fan base really wanted to see for multiple years. And now that hire in his first offseason is getting the job done at an extremely high level, both in traditional recruiting and in the transfer portal. We had a successful spring. The latest big piece of evidence in the, the Jeff Brom takeover is Louisville landing Purdue transfer quarterback Brady Allen today. I told you a few weeks ago when we had the football scoop, another quarterback on the way that the staff is very excited about. This was who I heard was it was going to be. This is what I heard was going to happen. And today it becomes official. Brady Allen making the announcement on his social media this afternoon that he will head to Louisville. If you're not familiar... Allen comes in with high, high, high accolades. And we're not talking about, you know, top 40 quarterback in his class. We're not talking high three-star prospects. Brady Allen, according to On3, was the number four quarterback in the class of 2022. He was the number 40 overall player in the class of 2022. He was a big deal for Purdue to bring to West Lafayette. He redshirted last season. He has four years of eligibility remaining. Did not He appeared in one game last season. Did not enter the transfer portal until after spring practice. Uh, you know, he, he initially entered the portal. He did enter the portal back in December when Brom first made the move to UofL and then withdrew his name when Purdue hired Ryan Walters. Went through spring practice. Apparently did not like the way that went. Entered the portal again in April. And now he has found a home here in Louisville. Uh, his high school numbers are 
kind of beyond comprehension. Uh, was a superstar for four years at Gibson Southern High School in Indiana. He finished that career as the all-time leader in Indiana high school his football history in career t- passing touchdowns with 149. He is second in Indiana high school history in passing yards with 11,918. In his senior season alone, tossed for 4,253 yards, 58 touchdowns, completed just shy of 69% of his passes, and did not throw an interception the entire year until the, the, the playoffs. This, I think it goes without saying, this is a major, major land for Jeff Brom. Maybe not for this season, but for the future. This is, for all the, I, I think the the back and forth and the infighting when it came to the way that Scott Satterfield was running things at Louisville, I think one thing that everybody agreed upon was that Satterfield did not do enough with the quarterback position, did not have enough depth there. It was for basically three years, Malik Cunningham and every, everybody else. Part of that falls on Satterfield. Some of it was just bad luck. You had guys, I mean, T. Webb comes here and then you know transfers immediately. Uh, you, you, a couple other guys, TST Webb never even really made it here. You had a couple guys who did make it here and then bounce. You had a couple guys on National Signing Day, bounce for other programs. You had some injuries. You had some unexpected transfers. You had guys that just weren't good enough. But none of that, I think, makes up completely for the fact that we just did not have enough depth at the quarterback position. That won't be an issue moving forward. You've got Jack Plummer for this season. He's clearly your man. Brady Allen, Pierce Clarkson, Brock Doman, Evan Conley, now all competing for that primary starting job or backup job for this season. It'll be very interesting to see who is second on that depth chart. If I had to guess, I think that you're probably going to see Brock Doman stay at second on that depth chart. But then, I mean, do you have an or with Clarkson, an or with Allen? How is that going to shake up? I mean, the race to be next year's starter will start this season. And then you also have Deuce Adams coming in in next year's class, in the class of 2024. And I know they're very excited about Deuce Adams. You lost Caleb Johnson in the transfer portal. Not totally unexpected. You've got, at this point now, I mean, at least three potential options to be the starting quarterback in 2024. This seems like a move. I don't know. It's not an insurance policy. They don't take Brady Allen, and Brady Allen doesn't come here if Allen doesn't believe that he's got a shot to be your starting quarterback in 2024. I think he's fine with coming here and being Plummer's potentially primary backup for a year. But he wants to be the man. He's got four years of eligibility left. He will be draft eligible after 2024 if he comes in here and just lights it up for one season. Uh, which, I mean, when you have a kid who's a top five quarterback coming out of high school, that's what's in their mind. They're thinking, you know, three, four years at the most of college football, and then I'm going to the NFL draft. I'm sure that's the way that he approached life in West Lafayette. And he's probably coming here with that same mentality. I want to earn the starting job my second year. Maybe if I'm good enough, I get some run. It's a redshirt freshman at Louisville. And then if I light it up, which I plan on doing, I start looking at my draft options. Where does this leave Pierce Clarkson now? Clarkson, I told you my my inside scoop a, a couple of weeks when people were talking about, hey, this is what Jeff was saying after spring practice. They were talking about Pierce. They like him. They like what he's able to do. They think he's small. That's not an issue with Brady Allen. He's six foot five. Um but Clarkson will have ample opportunity. We still haven't really had a chance to see what he can do because he, he came into spring practice with a broken toe. He was not fully healthy until right at the end of practice. We did not see him in the spring game. 
So I think the staff is still, you know, they're probably waiting to see what Pierce gives us. But there is a world in which, especially in this day and age, let's say Brady Allen just looks better than Clark's this entire this entire year. He establishes himself as the primary backup to Plummer. And then he looks like he's going to be the guy moving forward. There's a world where we don't see Pierce Clarkson, you know, start a game at Louisville and he hits the transfer portal. I mean, kids aren't going to be patient. You see this at basically every major college program now. The backup quarterback isn't waiting around. They're going somewhere else to a, a another power program where they can start immediately. And, I mean, maybe that's the future for Pierce Clarkson. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the future for Brady Allen. Maybe he comes here and we never see him start a game. And he chooses to go ahead and bolt to another program after this year. It's possible. But this is a, a good deal as far as a guy who has been, I don't want to use the phrase whatever whisper because it kind of has bitten us so far on the basketball front. But Jeff Brom had a lot of success with quarterbacks over the years. And you kind of feel like if you've got enough capable options there. Brahm is going to find at least one of them and then turn them into an all-conference caliber signal caller. I think you have that much faith in his ability to develop quarterbacks. And getting Brady Allen, a kid who he already has a relationship with, a kid who already has familiarity with his system, a kid who already has trust in Jeff Brahm, I think it just adds fuel to that belief moving forward. When Allen was coming out of high school, here's what he said about Jeff Brahm and why he ultimately elected to commit to Purdue, which is not a typical landing spot for a kid who's a top-five quarter, quarterback in a class coming out of high school. He said, I really like the way that Brom runs his offense. He's very creative. Being around guys who have played the position at a very high level was huge for me. When I was at the Vanderbilt game last year, it was awesome to see Elijah Sindelar throw for 500 yards. To realize that could be me someday was really exciting. I get excited, too, thinking about Brady Allen or anybody else throwing for 500 yards in a Jeff Brom coach system here at Louisville. I don't think I'm alone. Football cannot get here soon enough. We look, we've got we've got three and a half months left, and there's going to be basketball bickering. It's probably going to happen today. There's going to be conference realignment madness. We're going to have to pay attention to reports and rumors and innuendo that probably have no merit. We're going to have some nervous moments thinking about the unsteady future of the ACC and whether or not we get left out again. But we've got football coming. We've got Jeff Brom. We've got a roster that should be able to get out of the gates quickly. We've got the potential, based on our schedule, to start, I don't know, potentially 5-0. and Maybe be undefeated when Notre Dame comes calling. We've got a gorgeous new field. There are plenty, plenty of reasons to be so excited for this fall. And I... And Thank God, because I couldn't do a whole summer of is basketball going to be better because the talent's better, and what do we do with football potentially going four and eight or five and seven or six and six or whatever? We needed something to latch onto and get excited about, even if that excitement winds up being misplaced, which I don't think it will be, but there's always a possibility. We needed something to carry us through the summer, and Braum and Cardinal football and what they've done over the past couple of months, and what we hope they're going to do this fall, is going to do that carrying. Thank God. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We will, uh, uh, I'm going to have to 
We threw some of the text of people complaining about the show starting late, but we'll give you, look, if you wanted to voice your opinion, you can do that. Texture says, Mike, you really need to start smoking weed before the show. Then when Trevor really aggravates you, you'll be less likely to have a heart attack mid-show. It, there's a give and a take there, for sure. Does it help you maybe shake off the the Trevor effect? Potentially. But weed also increases the heart rate. Makes you a little bit more nervous. It's not good for, for long COVID people, too, which sucks. Uh, it, it intensifies the anxiety. It's, it's not great. So maybe, but maybe not. Maybe we need to find, if you guys have a, a blend that just calms down, that's good for medicinal purposes, then then hit me up. Texture says, TK's terrible take on t-shirts is to blame for all of this. Could not agree more. Trevor doesn't know what a t-shirt is. We found that out yesterday. Texture says, Nacho Libre is definitely the best Jack Black movie. 10 out of 10, bar none. I don't know what it is. It's not Shallow Al. Not Shallow Al. Orange County is the best Jack Black movie. Texture says, not on the air this afternoon, man. Y'all were on a roll this week. Hope to hear you soon. Take care. We're back. We're here. We're here for you. I like that the most recent text from this person, too, was just being very upset that we weren't on the air two weeks ago. And we do let you know. I always let you know on Twitter what's going on. If we're not going to be on the air on time, Follow at Car Chronicle. If you're not on Twitter, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's the best I can do. But I, I do let you know when we're having technical difficulties and when we're going to be on the air at some point. But we've had a good week so far. One day. Perfect. Three hours. Gorgeous. Texas, this guy on National sounds like Daffy Duck. I can't. I don't hear what, what's on National when we're not on, so I've got no idea. Can neither confirm nor deny. Texas, how do you put up with this nonsense? The technical difficulties are getting ridiculous. We're going to get better. I've been reassured. I feel confident the fact that we're going to get better computers, the new computers installed in the next two to three weeks, and then we're going to get this cleaned up. Everything's going to be better. We're going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Is it frustrating? Of course it's frustrating, but we're going to be okay. Texas, how do you feel about Brady losing Brady Allen or Pierce Clarkson in the next year or so? I think it's fine. I mean, I, mean, I think that in this day and age, the best thing you can do, it, it's sort of like, in a weird way, it's like Louisville situation when it comes to hiring head football coaches. You know, people talk about, you know, you don't want him to have too much success or he's, he's going to leave not have too much success. Like, you know, if they leave, they leave. You know, you do the best to give them every reason to stay. But if you're at a program that is a little bit lower in, in the, the pecking order, I think the best thing that you can hope for, and hell, I mean, even some of the programs that are bottom of the top tier or you know, right there at the top of tier two, if you're, however you're ranking programs, like they're not safe from losing a head coach to another program. If you can, I mean, there were every now and then you got rumors of Nick Saban leaving Alabama. If Alabama can't feel 100% secure in keeping their head coach, then who can? But when it comes to quarterbacks in this day and age with the transfer portal being a thing, I think the best philosophy is get as many good ones as you can, let them battle it out, get the best of the best, and then when the other guys leave, just hope that you've picked correctly. I mean, you're seeing a lot of transfer portal quarterbacks at, at the very high levels go to new schools, and then just light it up and become great. I mean, Joe Burrow, 
transfer. All, like pretty much all these quarterbacks that are, are at power programs now were somewhere else before. And you can't keep everybody. Pierce Clarkson wants to be a, a big-time college starter. Brady Allen wants to be a big-time college starter. If one of the, Chances are one of them is going to do it here and another one's going to leave and try to do it somewhere else. I wouldn't expect Pierce Clarkson to sit behind Brady Allen for four years or two years or three years, and I wouldn't expect Brady Allen to do the same thing. So, yeah, there's a very strong chance that one of those guys is going to leave if the other winds up winning the starting job. Texas football practice starts in August. There is two and a half months till football. It's a good point. I, I think I'm still used to us getting so little out of so little information out of the start of football practice that it almost felt like football. You, you couldn't really talk about it in any sort of like depth or with any sort of added knowledge until the season started in September. But hopefully, I mean, Brom was was pretty open during spring practice. Media availability was good. You had coaches and players that were saying interesting things. Hopefully, when we get you know, we'll get these practice reports. I think that they'll probably open up some of the fall camp practices to the public again, which was awesome because, you know, even though the the open practices were happening while we were on the air, we were able to get Keith Wynn out there and then he could come on the show and tell us what he saw and give his educated opinion on all, all that and get other reports from other people. Like, it'll be fun. I, I'm excited to talk about it in August. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more information to discuss than we had the last few years under Satterfield. And honestly, the last few years with, with Petrino too. We didn't get a whole lot there. Texture says, Trevor's back, by the way. Trevor Trevor is strolling in. We're feeling good. Texture says, begun, begin the conference realignment discussion. I don't want to. I, I, I really don't want to, but we will in a second. Texture says, nobody tunes into the show expecting everything to go as planned. That being said, the last year or two, everyone complained about us not having a qu- enough quarterbacks. Now I'm see- seeing people complain that we have too many quarterbacks. If anybody's complaining about us having too many quarterbacks, please ignore them. That's absolutely absurd. Texas says, do you think the addition of Brady Allen affects Pierce Clarkson at all? Yeah, for sure. Texas says, what did you think about the Denny Crum Memorial turning into a KP pep rally? We're going to talk about it. Texas radio idea, Greer becomes permanent co-host, and TK reverts back to full-time. Keep the radio station on air, man. He does both. He carries both. But the problem is you have to pay somebody else to come in here and, <laughs> and do, do the other job if we're going to do that. And so that's – therein lies the issue. All right, we're on the air. It's 4 o'clock. We're going to take a break. We're going to let Trevor catch his breath. He's going to break down the KY primary voting. That's going to be fantastic. And then we'll get to to non-Brady Allen news coming up after the break. We've got an hour and a half. We're going to be strong. We're going to stay on the air. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to love it. Keep it locked right here. Mike Rutherford Show continues next on 1450 The Big X. Raindrops are falling on my head And just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed Nothing seems to fit Those raindrops are falling on my head They keep falling So I just did me some talking to the sun
Are these all just rain songs because of the weather? Yeah. I mean, it was a rain day up here. I mean, what the hell, right? The voice you hear there is the recently returned from Southern Indiana, Trevor Kelsey. That's how you feel on a weekend, man. I'm just running back and forth. I'm done. Got us back. Got us back on the air. Uh, we, we, you made it back in record time because we were only like 340. You were back here by like 357. That yeah, that was. it took me a couple of times to get the computer going, too, and, you know, hopefully... Thankfully, no no police officers on the expressway between here and OG because I was going about eighty miles an hour the whole way. Yeah, bobbing and weaving, bobbing and weaving, my friends. It is a. I, I do have a few things to throw in real quick. Okay, you ready? Go for it. Nacho Libre sucks. I've never seen it. It's about it's he plays like a really Wrestler, bad luchador. Right, yeah. yeah, it's a horrible movie. He's based on a real person. Uh, I do know what a t shirt is, so suck it. You just don't apparently know what falls under the the shirt uh, parameters. No, that, that's not the argument. Dallas, at all. Dallas sucks. You don't know. You have no idea what a T-shirt is. <laughs> I'm just ignoring you and going on. <laughs> I, I'm sorry about the cracking. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> uh, and uh, what was the last thing I was going to? Th- oh, um, yeah. I'm, this this is like the most exercise I can do. Like KY primaries. Oh well, we'll get into that here in a second. But uh, this is probably the. I mean, whew, that's. I'm done for the day, man. You were a little wonder when you came in. I mean, it's, that's me running. Plus, I, I get road rage really bad. So there's one person going moderately the regular speed limit. I'm behind them just cussing in my car. Yeah. <laughs> the the good thing about us not being on the air until like 35 minutes after our standard time and having a short show already is like there's a ton to talk about on May, on May 16th, which is very <laughs> rare. Uh, we got into the Brady Allen discussion I while you were gone. Loved it, listening I, to it. Lo- I'm. I know you're excited. You know I'm excited. Very excited. I think we all agree. A bigger and better and more robust quarterback room is good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe if not, if you're the guy who maybe transfers after this. But for us, for us as fans and for Louisville football on on the whole, it's better to have a ton of of high profile options. I mean, Clarkson, four star kid. Brady Allen, top five kid. Jack Plummer, gonna start this year. We've got, uh, you know, and we're not including who may come in after next, next year's recruiting process. We've already got, you know, the, a kid from twenty twenty three locked up, from, yeah, from Texas. Um, we've got Doman and Conley this year, serviceable backups who, who've been around the program for a long time, and we may, you know, the transfer portal is always open. You and, get and, other guys next and in year. Conley's case, we'll probably be here forever without us knowing. Evan Conley, the new he, he, the football fan, it's going like to be like call the, him. Oh man, shows up at the high school party in uh, Varsity Blues. Just <laughs> wearing his varsity jacket from 1984. Like, I'm still eligible, actually. I'm on the team. <laughs> like, I found, like Jeff's grandkid will be starting coming into Louisville at some point, and there's Evan Conley still sitting there in New Jersey. I can see next year, like, in his hand. Pierce Clarkson's like, hey, Coach Conley, what do I? And he's like, I'm actually on the team. I'm, I'm, I'm your backup. I'm third on the depth chart. Gonna be here another three years. I mean, you're right. You mentioned it, like, as I was driving about the, the Satterfield quarterback situation. I mean, Bridie's a spice of life. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, I mean, yes, there's a good chance that between Allen and Clarkson, one may never take a snap at Louisville and, and will transfer away at some point. And it's unfortunate, but you know, that's kind of, it's not like that was how the world started working when the transfer portal opened. It's been kind of the way for a lot of big programs. Yeah, for sure. And that's if that Louisville wants to be at that level, which, you know, we, it's not going to happen overnight, but hopefully sooner than later, that's going to be kind of the situation. All right. I, I, I want to talk about, Last night, the Denny Crumb celebration at yeah. KFCM Center. Um, I, full disclosure, watched it this morning because last night got home uh, f- from from radio, spent some time with the kids. Then the kids were maniacs. John's still sick. Virginia's just 
off the walls, and so we. Yeah, you were being pretty quiet. I texted you like one. I was with. It took her a while to go to sleep. We had to get her down early. Then he had been sick, and like so, he like napped a ton during the middle of the day. So he was up to like eleven. So it was just a, it was a, a ton. I, and yep. when I got out, I, I watched a little bit of the Reds game because the Denny Crum thing was already over. I watched the clips that were available on Twitter and stuff, mm-hmm. but I watched the whole thing this morning. Um, so I, I didn't get a chance to watch it live. But I did see, of course, all of the fallout that was happening already on social media, all of the back and forth. I mean, I was hoping this could be the you, – you hope in, in a situation like this, this can be a unifying event. Everyone can you know, get together and say, hey, despite our differences on the current state of Cardinal basketball – I think we can all agree, Denny Crum, godfather of this program, absolute legend. Let's just come together and celebrate his life and have a, a, a nice show of support. And, of course, that's not, you know, nothing nothing like that can happen. Apparently you're new to sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, Welcome to America, my friend. But, I mean, I think there are times like, I mean, like the, the Muhammad Ali thing in, in Louisville. Like, it was a time of great, you know, d- d- people were divided. It was right before the 2016 election, all this stuff. And it did feel like that day everyone kind of came together and said, I'm this side of the aisle, you're that side of the aisle, but let's all get together and, and have a, a big celebration of, of love and everything that's good. And that was awesome. And last night, I thought that that, for the most part, that took place, at least certainly in, inside the building. I thought props to everybody at L for the way that it was handled. I thought it you know, looked great. I thought the speakers um, did a very good job. Daryl Griffith was fantastic, especially. I'd point him out. I thought some of the things that, that, that were said were, were, were awesome. But there's been, and I do want to get your thought, TK. I want to get the the text lines thoughts. Full disclosure: I can only watch. I don't have ESPN Plus, so I can only watch the clips okay. on Twitter. Which, well, we can sum it which up. I think got a good good grasp of all the things, and I enjoyed what I did see, though. There, I mean, I, I want to play the Daryl Griffith story. I know you've probably heard it at this point. If Love you've been it, listening yeah. anywhere, but I, I do want to play it on this show. Um, I, I thought his speech in, in particular was fantastic. But there was some pushback from some Louisville fans, and then there was some pushback to the pushback. You had uh, pretty much all the players who spoke at some point made a reference to, you know, we need to support Kenny Payne. Like, the I'm embarrassed by the attendance last year. Fans need to start showing up. Like, all this, it's what Coach Crumb would want. Um, and then there was also, like, you had that kind of back and led to a back and forth in, in the fan base. And then you also had um, Susan Sweeney Crumb get up there and talk about, Vince Tyree and Chris Mack welcoming back Denny to, into the fold and speaking glowingly about them and not talking about Rick Pitino. You also had Rick Pitino not sending in a video that played on the Jumbotron, which was you know, that kind of, you know, that divide still very much there. And people were talking about that afterwards. So, you know, it was not a night that was a perfect kumbaya. We're all one big Cardinal family. It, it kind of led to a little bit of, of back and forth. But we'll start with the first topic there. Hey, what, what's your takeaway on the players doing that? Because you had some people out there are like, you know, it's supposed to be about Denny. Let's not make it about anything else. And you had other people who are like, like it's it, they're saying what they think Denny would want. There's nothing wrong with that. It's their moment. Let's let's let's, let's you know let, they can say whatever they want. How did you take the comments? I uh, actually didn't see a lot of the clips where they, they made the reference about seeing people talking about sure. it. Not a fan. Um, I mean, it's just. I know, I know it's weird for me to say this, but sometimes you just kind of read the room. I mean, and, and, and this was, you know, a time to talk about Denny and his accomplishments and his impact, not to talk about what we've got going on this last season with Kenny Payne. And what to be fair, were. the comments went over very well in the room. Like, like they, Well, it's because yeah. everyone there is yeah. fans of Kenny Payne. If I we're going to be literal, they're, they're <laughs> yeah, reading that yeah. room for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, because everyone there is like, I mean, yeah, they're, they're Kenny's friends. They 
played with them. They, they, they're, you know, Denny's players. So, I mean, I get, and I get if you want to talk about that amongst yourselves and say, but this is like, I mean, this is, you're here to like, you know, talk about Denny Crum and, you know, give a story about Denny like Daryl, like, like Daryl did, or, you know, even, even to the point like Kareem did, who, who knew he much, he loved orange juice. I didn't know that. Did you? We learned that. But I mean, it's, you know, that was the, that, that that's what I want. That's what you need to be doing. I mean, that's just, it's, it's, you're there to honor him, not, you know, just use him as, you know, maybe an excuse to like take the stress off of the current coach. And that's, I mean, I don't know Denny Crum. Maybe he would have been okay with it, but me as just a Louisville fan, not so much. There was, I, I think two things and jumped they, out immediately. Like one, I, I think it was Billy Thompson was the first to speak. And after he kind of said, you know, we need to give the same type of respect to Ken, to Kenny Payne and all this stuff. And, and he gets that, you know, we, the fans need to unite and stand behind Payne. And he gets that big reaction. I felt like from that point forward, it put, it put pressure on every player that spoke after that to say something similar, to kind of put it out there, you know, cause you don't, you don't want to be the, the bad team. I mean, these guys are still, you know, they're, 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 Cardinal, they're yeah. Cardinal brothers. Like, you know, there's a brotherhood amongst Louisville basketball and if you you know if one person says something like that at the beginning and then you don't, it kind of becomes a like why is you know why is he a worse teammate than than Billy Thompson? Like why isn't he the the the, the type of cardinal brother that Billy Thompson is? And so I think that added some pressure there too. Like I, I don't have a huge problem with, with with what they did. While I I don't think it makes a gigantic difference in the grand scheme of things, if they want to you know if, if that's how they feel. I'm totally. I mean, these are the guys who built the program. Like, they're. I, I'm totally fine with that. If you you earn a certain level of, I think, ability to go out there and, and say things like that when you are Daryl Griffith, or you are Billy Thompson, yeah, or you do it are, on your Twitter account. I mean, they, they I mean, these guys aren't on Twitter. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, get on Twitter then. <laughs> Even I'm on Twitter, and I'm older than you all, and. and in, in, in Trevor years. There was a part of me that, that was reminded of, to go back to the Ali thing in 2016, like there were some people who you know, would speak and they would talk about Ali and everything that he stood for. And then in the middle of it, they would kind of be like, and I know he would have been so excited to be on the verge of electing the first woman president, Hillary Clinton. And I was like, you know. I don't remember. Who said that? I don't remember that. There were multiple people who, okay. who did stuff like that. Not not like the primary speakers, but they had a bunch of like early speakers. Okay. More local before, like they got to, to John and Billy Crystal and and Bill Clinton and those people. But I remember the local priest was really good. He was great. Was really a good, a yeah. few of them were really good. Some of them were. Can't remember his name. Sorry, but some I, of them yeah. were not great. And they did. And again, like it played very well in the room, and people stood up. And you know, even you know, me being someone who was who was not certainly not for Donald Trump at that point, like or now, uh, was like, you know, come on, like, let's not, it, 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 it felt were, a little a bit Trumper. <laughs> shocking. I know it felt a little bit out of place. And there was a part of me last night that was kind of like, you know, but at the same time, I, I lean more towards giving them the ability to say that because at the end of the day, does it, I don't think it matters all that much. No, I don't think, you know, because Daryl Griffith, like maybe a few people out there were, so moved by what happened last night that they were like, you know, Daryl Griffith says we need to be there to to, sh- to show out for Coach Crum next year. I'm going to go buy season tickets. But for the most part, I think people are are not going to be you know, swayed. I don't think that was going to be a determining factor. And on, on the other end, like people weren't going to be so offended that that happened. They're like, I'm not going to games next year just to make a oh, point. Far from. Yeah. If you're a, a, a diehard U of L men's basketball fan who was planning on going to games next season 
or you know, not planning on going games for whatever reason. I don't think last night probably swayed you one way or the other. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I just think that it was, in the grand scheme of things, it's just something for us to to argue about on May 16th, it feels like. Yeah, and it's not something that you and I would be like, I'm, I'm just like going to come out here and like outrage about, like, how can you do that? Sure. It just, I mean, I, I thought I, I wouldn't do it myself, but you know, it's not it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't completely like bad, like Mercedes Benz, you know, in, in Jurassic Park, like product placement <laughs> down your throat, you know, you know, it wasn't that level, which by the way, ruined almost the whole movie for me. It's kind of my you were that stuff. upset about it? Oh, there was a 20 minute stretch. You could have cut out that movie. That was just like a car commercial. Like, why do we even need the scene? Other than to show her driving her Mercedes Benz. So, I mean, Ed Sheeran showing up in Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. we don't even need the scene. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, I mean, I didn't even know he was. So I had to be pointed out to which one character he was. That's right. Yeah, but anyway, uh, but that's, yeah, it wasn't that bad. But, I mean, it was still, like, again, like, personally, what I've done, no, I would have kept it more to, you know, stories about Denny and my play, playing days. There's got to be a ton of them to do to pick from. Obviously, as you mentioned, you said, you, I guess you'll send me the Daryl audio maybe if you want sure. to. I can find it, but uh, you know, his telling that story of the dunk thing was hilarious. Yeah, and, I like that. And just, just, yeah, just those type of things that just, I feel like it's just better for. I mean, that's, yeah, there's no reason to, to, to pander when using Denny's celebration. It's celebration of Denny's life, not Kenny's dream of staying a coach. I, while I, I agree with you for the most part, like, I, I was. I'm not, I'm not outraged. I'll say that. I, same. Like I, I don't share a, a gigantic opinion one way or the other because at the end of the day, all of this, and, and I include last night in like this. I'm doing big motions with my hands. Um, <laughs> you are YouTube cameras next week. <laughs> all of this nonsense, all, all of this back and forth, all of this, everything that we talk about every single day on this radio show, none of it really matters if the team kills it next season or if the team sucks next season. Like, like that's that's the determining factor. If we go out there next year and we win nine games with Kenny Payne as the head coach, he's gone. He's not getting the third year. And if we go out there and we win 25 games with Kenny Payne as the head coach, he's crushing it. And we're all on the pain train and ready for the future with Kenny Payne. Like, like that's all that matters at the end of the day. And, and all of this d- debate, all these, these one lines that send the whole fan base into a frenzy, it's just noise until we get to the actual games. And – I'm fine with Griffith and and Billy Thompson and the other guys who spoke. I think who else, who am I forgetting? I know uh, well, Lancaster Lancaster Cox Gordon spoke. spoke as well. Yeah, Junior Bridgman spoke. Junior spoke. I, I, I'm fine with them. I don't think Junior uh, made made as much of a reference. I'm fine with them using that platform. I noticed none of the clips that like the basketball's Twitter account put had any of those references. In they it. didn't. That's that's what kind of like and it went into like later on that I noticed like some of the people mentioning it. I was like, what, what did I mean? And I need to get on ESPN Plus. I know I need to steal your password from you, but I do want to watch the whole thing, and there's other times I need it. But uh, yeah, that's why I kind of, it wasn't until later on that I noticed it was after the cracking game, I think, that I even noticed that, that there was some back. You know, people on Twitter, you know, they love to over exaggerate things. For sure. I, I think I, I always try to put myself in other people's shoes. And yeah. For me, like as a fan and as somebody who talks about this stuff every single day for a living, I understand the fan mindset. I understand them being like, you know, can we? We're using this as a. We're trying not to think about the current state of Cardinal basketball and the back and the forth and all this stuff. And you know, we as a fan base have been told so much. 
for the past, past six, seven years about like what we need to be doing, and what we should be doing. And this is our fault. We've been through so much. And, and for the most part, the fan base has stayed loyal to the program. And when I say loyal to the program, I don't mean that they're just, you know, rainbows and sunshine every single day. <laughs> Some people are, but loyal isn't like, we still care. We're not apathetic. Like we're, we're angry at times we're critical at times because we're so desperate to get this thing back to where it's supposed to be and to get it back to a point where it's fun for everybody. Right? Like this all comes, all this passion on both sides. It comes from a place of wanting Louisville men's basketball back in the national spotlight, back as one of the the most successful programs in the sport. That's all it is. It's all we ask, right? Not so much. And we've been through a lot to to try and like maintain that. So I, I, I think that you, you know, when you get told, like, you need to be doing this, it's going to be off-putting for a lot of people. But I, I put myself in the position of Griff or Billy or or Junior, and you think about I don't know, somebody who's very close to you in your life, somebody who you, whether it's a former teammate, like, you know, you played basketball at any level, or a workmate, or somebody you were you, you had a close rela- working relationship with at any point in your life that you're so close with now. And they're in a position where they're generating a, a ton of scrutiny. You're going to go to bat for that person. You know, if you have a forum, you're probably going to use it to at least give them a minor shout out and try to, to give them a little bit of a bump of support. And I I get that. It may not sit great with me in the forum. It may not sit well. I mean, I think you, you said it well, Trev. I, th- I think that a lot of people are going to be like, come on, come on, let's keep the focus on Danny. Don't, don't tell us how to fan. But if you're in their position... A lot of times, you're probably going to do the same thing, and and I don't I don't hate them for it. No, and I get you want to support your friend. Like, listen, I mean, if but you also got to be a little kind of have some self awareness, and I know that I mean, listen, you know, like for example, say you know this was maybe a bad example because we got on the air so late today, but they you know, I show up like 20 minutes late to like four days a week. I'm late. I'm, I'm forgetting to do stuff. This and that. Today is a bad example because that's not my fault. I promise. I think it's a good example because I'm still, I'm still there. And I'm like, you know what? Trev's doing all he can. He's, he, you know, he's he's working as much he can't handle. It. It's the computer's fault. The computers in this case are the, the NCAA. Players are the, the computers are the NCAA. We have this dark computer cloud hanging over this this radio station, and that's why things are so bad right now. When these computers get fixed, you're gonna see. But, the but talent upgrade here is gonna be insane. <laughs> But you also you also know that because of that you see the why there's frustration from listeners for sure and and and, and I don't and, and to, you know sometimes you just kind of like just understand this, let them be frustrated. What what's one of the first things you learn like when you're married? Don't don't give your wife advice when she's bitching at you or complaining about something. Just let her do it. Let her keep talking. Let her let you don't have to, she doesn't want you to tell her what to do. She just wants you to listen to her. Let's let's just listen to us. You you won four games. Did you not expect people to be upset? I mean, they're going to be mad. They'd be mad if you won twelve games. Now, if you'd gone twenty and twelve, not miss you know miss a tournament, people are still at the same level of outrage. Then you can what the, sure. ki- what the kids like to call clap back. You know, you you then you gonna do it. But and I'm not saying don't defend him. You know, ever but pick and choose your battles. This may be not the hill I'd want to you know fight on, and. You just don't get, don't let, you can't let it get to you because you have to accept, know that there's, there's a reason why they're mad. And if, if you want them to quit being mad, don't ask them to quit being mad. Show them to, to stop being mad by being a better, you know, being, winning more basketball games. I, I think that, well, I don't think, I, I, I know this. I, I know that former players last year were kind of shocked 
at the the low attendance numbers. I, I think there's a thing with well, former players and, and coaches and people who give their all to a program. And I mean, let's be real. Like we treat really good Louisville basketball players like gods around here. Like you come here and for three or four years, there's no gigantic pro sports team here. These are the pro athletes of a big city, big city relative to the rest of the country. And you get a lot of attention. And I think that you get to a point where you're like, I can do anything in this city. I mean, what was the, the T will quote where he's like, I'm, He's like, I'm basically Elvis in Louisville and all this stuff. Yeah. Like That gets in your head a little bit. And I think you get to a point where you're like, that's not going to change. They're going to love me forever. And we're going to love you forever to a point. Like, we are, we are, you know, you're always going to be welcome back here in town, all that good stuff. But, like, once your time here is over, like, it, it does change things a little bit. And I think that fan, that, that, some, that players thought Kenny Payne coming back, beloved former player, was going to mean 20,000 at the KFC Yum Center, regardless of how the team was playing. And when the the crowds looked, I mean, I hate to say it, the crowds were worse last year than they were in the Kenny Payne, Mike Begeese disaster season from the, not Kenny Payne, the Chris Mack, Mike Begeese disaster season from the year before. Like They got lower. There were some games there where we had like 5,400 people there. Yeah. And I think that it was like, it was shocking to them. It was shocking in the same way, to, to tie it into a, another Louisville way, when Rick Pitino showed up at Rupp Arena for the first time, and he was like, "I thought it would be a little, but like I thought that I would get some cheers." Like, no, like, like <laughs> they love you for to a certain point when they're you know, you're their guy, and that love only extends so far. It's more about the program than it is any individual person. And when the program's not successful, the fan base is not going to be just over the moon. Like you're gonna see stuff like you saw last year, especially in this day and age where attendance across the country is dwindling. That's I'm just saying Good. that's that's exact. I mean, that's that's what bothers me too. Is especially for certain players. I mean, maybe not everybody, but like when I, when I think of guys like Griff and, and like you know Ginger Bridgman, these guys they're not stupid. They 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 they've done well in their lives, and others have too from the former players. But they've got to be able to. I mean, especially Junior, who's a businessman, has to look and go like you just said. Tennis is down everywhere. Yeah. I mean, now, was it an extreme to the point where you're talking about we're getting five, 6,000 people? Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's also bad that we're, you know, at that time, 0-9. It was an extreme season. I mean, yeah, it's you have to, listen, if you make a bad movie, why are you shocked that only five people show up to watch it? I mean, you, you can't you can't be surprised. I mean, I, was, I watched the 30 for 30 again on the XFL. They're talking about doing like a 1.2 share in week two. Well, what do you, what do you expect? Yeah. You're, you're putting out bad, a bad product right now. It's just how it is. I mean, it, it it's now, not a Kenny Payne specific thing. No, no, it's know? not. Now, if the team had been maybe a little better last year, the attendance would have been up. But would it have been twenty thousand? Probably not. No, there's probably going to be games. I mean, we could go start season ten and zero next year. I'd be shocked if we don't sell out one of them. We were number one in the country in Max twenty twenty season. We played Michigan, who was a top five team coming off the battle for Atlantis championship. That game was not a sellout. I mean, UK took seats out. Yeah. I mean, they, they this. I mean, does that, 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 that tell you anything? I mean, they took seats from their own arena so they could wouldn't have as much emptiness. And again, this is not I mean, a, a, a Kenny Pitt. We're all excited for for Jeff Brom and Louisville football. Oh yeah. And if we start, let's say we. I mean, we have five games that that are on the surface winnable to start the year. If we're five and zero oh, when Notre Dame comes to town on October seventh, and you know, we're ranked, you'd assume. Decently up there, probably like around number fifteen. Notre Dame was a preseason top ten team. Like that game is going to be, if it doesn't sell out at LNN Stadium, well, it'll be damn close. It'll be a paper sellout at least. But let's say we under let's, let's say we start the season with a loss to Georgia Tech, and then we lose to Indiana, 
And then oh. NC State beats us bad, and we're two and three going into that Notre Dame. Guess what? Attendance isn't going to be that great for that game. No, you're talking to twenty five thousand, maybe. It all comes down to W's and L's, yeah. and like if we start next year, let's say we go up to New York and we, you know, we we beat UConn, reigning national champions, and then you know we beat Texas or Indiana, or we we lose a competitive game against Texas or Indiana. When we come back home and we start hosting some good games, I don't know who's going to, you know, we'll have a maybe a big non-conference game at home before UK. Like, that game's going to be packed. It's going to feel like old times. Like, the lower bowl will be packed. You'll have a decent amount of people in the, in the upper level. People are going to be nuts. People are so desperate for this basketball program to have a successful season that, like, that's all it's going to take. But if if we get our ass, start getting our asses kicked in November, guess what? It's going to look a lot like last year. And I think that just the days of just selling out game after game is over. I mean, it's just, it is. It's sad. It's it, it. It is a little bit, but I mean, I can't really. I mean, I don't think either of us can really talk about it because either of us got really that many games either. Yeah. Maybe more less than you, but since I can remember, you know, a couple years ago when I was getting a, you know, one of my early years of getting a press condition. This is now almost ten years ago. I remember talking to Kenny about, it and he was like, "So, he, you know, asked me if I was how, you know, how many games, you know, I'd be using it for," and I said most of them, and he just wanted to ask, make sure because he was like, you know, you know, everybody's gonna go. We, yeah, everybody's There's gonna go, spots. but. And he's like, you know, and also you can watch these every game on TV now, you know, back in, you know, your eighties and even to a point somewhat the early nineties. I mean, not sometimes not every game was on. I mean, it was either on tape delay, usually it was, but, but you know, you, 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 you wanted to go as well. It's just not the same today. Now we have big screen TVs and, you know, 62 inch flat screens that are, you know, just the picture looks as nice as being there in person. And you don't have to pay $20 to park and $30 to, to leave and, and, and all it's just. There's reasons. I mean, and obviously, like you said, I mean, it's, I don't know how much more you can spell it out clearer that if you win, you will get better attendance, but just don't, I mean, if you're thinking you're going to get sellouts day in and day out, it's not going to happen. I mean, even if we're number one in the country, probably. Now the, the Patino divide thing that uh, happened, I mean, Susan Sweeney Crumb gets up there and she talks and she, she does make it a point to single out Vince Tyree and Chris Mack and, Basically says, like, you know, without saying it, like, they welcomed Denny back into the program when he'd been mistreated by the, 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 the prior regime. <laughs> did she use the word mistreated? She didn't. I, I said she said it without saying it. Oh, okay, okay. Like, but, but she did say, like, they welcomed him back and all this yeah. stuff. Now, I, I think there's a little bit of a misnomer out there. Like, you know, Patino and Denny, they did interact. I mean, they, they were in – Denny was in the intro video in, I think, 2015. He gives Patino the fist bump there. Like, it's not like there was this terrible relationship. But I do think that it wasn't a overly cordial relationship. Now, the relationship between Crum and Jurich was, I think, notoriously sour. No, and that's just happens. all stems from the way that – and, and look, stuff like that's going to happen yeah, when, I mean, when you've got – I mean, it happens in businesses across the country where you have close working personal relationships and there comes a time where maybe somebody gets fired, that person doesn't think they deserve to get fired or they get demoted and the, the boss does, he thinks it's in the best interest. Like They may have no personal issues with one another – but it's going to get personal at that point. And that's definitely what happened at the end with Crum and Jurich. And I don't – I know Susan posted a lengthy, scathing Facebook post when Tom got fired, which – It's just – yeah. Like, I don't blame her for having those feelings. There's, yeah. If, if I had let, – let's say, you know, my wife, she works her ass off at her job. Does a great job. Let's say she gets mistreated at some point near the end of her, uh, of her tenure and gets let go for reasons that I think are bogus and unfair. Like – yeah, I'm gonna be pretty pissed off at her boss and everybody forever, and I'm gonna hold a grudge. Like I don't, I don't falter. That's it's being a spouse. Like that's that's it's it's family. Like that's what you do. The 
I think it's been a little bit overblown, the Patino stuff. Like, I, I think that Rick, my understanding of what happened when Rick got here was he's thinking, look, I mean, Louisville basketball has kind of sucked for a while. Like, you guys have fallen off significantly. I'm a coach who's won a national title. Kind of owned you when I was at UK. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I saw firsthand where you were, and you saw what I did with UK. Like, I also took UK from a very low point for them and took them to the height of the sport. Like, you should feel pretty fortunate that I'm coming here to coach your, your 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 program, right? Like, this is – I should be greeted royally when I get here. And he was from a, a segment of the fan base for sure, but you had former players who were already upset that Denny had been forced out and who were very upset that their voices they felt like hadn't been heard when they wanted to pick a crumb replacement, somebody from their family, notably Jerry Eves. And they were – they kind of greeted Rick with – not exactly open arms. Like they, they very much were like, you know, we don't really want you here. Like this is how it needs to be. And Rick came in, and I mean, you know, I mean, he's a larger than life personality. He's oh, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> you're not telling me how it's going to be. I'm telling you how it's going to be. This is the way that we're <laughs> going to do things. Everything's going to change, and that created a rift immediately. And Patino's response to their criticism was basically like, okay, you don't like how I'm going to do things. I'm not going to. You're not practice doors not open to you. You, you can't come here. And that was a. An, and that, like, that was basically it. Like, that rift stayed. Now, Crumb continued to Crumb's ultimate credit. Continued to support the program, mm-hmm. went to games, remained a Cardinal, never said a bad word publicly about anybody, even though you could tell it was a little bit, you know, the, the relationship was frayed. I think his players could have taken that from him, but, you know. I think that there's something to that, <laughs> if you want to say that. I think he sets an example for all of us. But, like, I think that he still, like, he never hated Rick, and Rick never hated him. It just was this, you know, Rick was going to do things Rick's way. He didn't like that people were having a problem with that. And so he did what he does, which is just kind of shut people out. And we had a great deal of success when Rick was here doing things his way. Did I Do I wish that it could have been more of a repaired relationship, that the door had been more open to Denny? Of course. But I also don't fault like Patino for, for the position that he was in in 2001 saying, like, I mean, are you insane? Want, not wanting me here, not being thrilled that I'm – taking over this program, given the current state of things, like, am I on crazy pills? Like, like what the hell? Like, you should be throwing me a parade. Let's get this thing going. And he did. I mean, we went to a Final Four in his his third season, and we were in a four seed in his second season. Like, he, or I guess we went to the Final Four in his fourth season. Uh, but that was kind of like, that was the relationship. And Patino did not send in a video last night, which I thought was kind of forte. Yeah, I mean, I, it didn't. If he was asked. If he was asked to send in one and it chose not to, I, yeah. I think that's in poor taste. He put out a tweet that was very short and just kind of like, you know, my deepest condolences to Denny Crum. He was beloved by all Cardinal fans. Did not feel all that heartfelt. If he was asked to send in a video and didn't, I think that's kind of bleepy. But I'm not sure if that was that was the case. I'll be honest, I didn't even really realize that he hadn't he wasn't on the the list of like ones I was watching until someone pointed it out to me. I was like, oh yeah, I didn't see a Patino one. I guess I mean because I mean he took over for Denny. He was here at Louisville, but again, this was about Denny, and and Rick didn't work with Denny. I mean he didn't coach with him. He didn't you know he coached against him, but so so did many others. And I guess they did go to those guys like Coach K and Bobby Crimmins and and so on, but and Roy Williams. But yeah, I mean it would have been nice to see it, but I. Like you said, if they didn't ask him, I wouldn't, you know, I, I'm not really upset. I mean, I can imagine the players probably, I, I just I don't know if I perceive some of the players being like, don't ask, we don't want Patino's video on here, maybe, being yeah, kind man, of the, the I, record. I, I, I could be, I could be, I'm not, this isn't, don't go to like, 
you know, the social media and be like, I heard Trevor on Rutherford said. show, yeah. And then Jerry East just said, you damned if I see a Pacino video. <laughs> <laughs> I will walk. We're going to walk out the funeral, right? Bridge, Bridgman says, we're not. I'm pulling all my funding. We're doing a walk out of the middle of this ceremony and put Pacino's face up there. Or God knows Jurich. Uh, so, but, you know, it could have been. I I was actually kind of surprised Walton sent in a statement instead of doing a video himself. That kind of disappointed me a little bit. I'd like to see just to hear Bill Walton talk. Yeah, we got Coach K, Jay Billis, John Calipari. Some of them were, yeah, better than others. Uh, Cal seemed like he was just kind of like going in three different directions. I don't know what he was really doing. He was was very much like, (laughs) I'm in the middle of my day. Let me just knock this out really quickly. He just goes into like talking about his daughter. He's like, what? I I mean, he hadn't prepared anything. No, clearly not. I mean, and I don't know why you really need to prepare anything. Just be like, he was a great coach. I mean, you could have done like Roy Williams did and Coach K did. They'd been, you know, maybe not Kareem, who, poor Kareem, I think he's, get near the end as well. I mean, he's talking about orange juice randomly and it goes, it ends at like 30 seconds. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, it was, it is what it is. I wasn't too upset. I do like what you're talking about with Patino and the players and the players kind of acting like babies when it happened and, but, you know, kind of being babyish as well. I wish somebody had been just kind of more mature, but I mean, not me at the time. Cause I was probably being just as, as immature at 20 years old at the time as well. But I have very little insight into the world of very rich and powerful people. The little like access that I've gotten over the years has shown me that maturity, very rich, powerful people are gigantic, rich and powerful babies. Like, yeah. that's, they, they all are. It, it's this, it's like high school just on a very elevated level. I mean, at that, at that point, and if you're that rich and famous, I mean, it's one of my favorite quotes and I've done it all the time. I mean, how can you not just accept the Nino Brown opinion that, it's not personal. It's a business. I mean, some of the things. Just don't, that- I mean, no, you, sometimes you can't take a business decision personal. And I love the fact that you're right. Denny, Denny's kind of like me in the car. Like he, he might, he's probably frustrated for a little, for about it. And, and, and me in the car getting mad at people. I, I don't honk my horn. I don't yell at the window. I roll everything up and I cuss to myself because one, I, who knows what kind of crazy people are out there. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing these days. Yeah. So, I mean, and I have bad rage when it comes to driving, but I'm not going to put it out there on social media. And I think it's probably like what, you know, Denny was probably anger about a lot of things too, and, and maybe agreed with a lot of his own players' opinion. Yeah. But there's no reason to go publicly about it. That's that's personal. Just keep that to yourself. There's no no good comes from just riling up the feathers of no pun intended, you know, of the fan base. Like getting to know Rick and and, and Jurich and you know, kind of running with with people in circles like at times over the last few years, like hearing stories about like Papa John and stuff like it, it, <laughs> yeah, but those every now and then people will tell stories and you're just like, Oh my God, like this is, this is like freshman year of high school stuff. Just on a very, very high level. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, well, they both like the same girl and they were, that's how the, they were fighting over this. I'm like, is this, is this a joke? We're talking about 45 year old millionaires here. What, what's going on? I told you it always comes down to a woman. A lot of times it does. I've, you, you laughed at me the day I said that, but every, in when, certain cases, several women. Yes. Well, multiple women. Well, when you're that, you know, rich, famous, and better looking, you know, that, that is the scenario. The better looking part does not come into this <laughs> equation at all, Trev. Trust me. Are you saying Papa's not not, not attractive? Well, we, can we do a podcast where we just hear stories from Pop, about Papa that you've heard? The Papa Story Podcast. I, I mean, honestly. Unedited, I'd, uncut. I'd prefer not to get sued by Papa, <laughs> so... <laughs> But it would be a great podcast. Maybe after Papa passes at some point, we can tell some of these stories because they are fantastic. I'll throw in so I'll even throw in some of my stories I can't tell on the radio. I can't wait. <laughs> not, not somebody's driving driving right now and goes, Good lord, he has a line? There's a line he hasn't crossed. All right, let's uh, <laughs> before we wrap up the segment here, I do want to play out you got the Griff uh, story there in the potted up there. 
Um, this was to me. I thought this was the the best moment oh, yeah. of last night. Griff telling telling the story about his relationship with Coach Crum. We were, I think, we were in New Orleans, and I had came down the court on a breakaway, uh, fast break breakaway, and uh, of course I'm trying to dunk the ball, and I missed. Coach pulled me to the side. He said, "If you lay it up, you'll make it." And I looked at coach, I said, a breakaway dunk? And I'm going to lay it up. He said, if you lay it up, you miss. I said, coach, on a breakaway, Duncanstein don't lay the ball up. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> and he said, well, how have Daryl lay it up? <laughs> and he grabbed his little phone and, and looked at me and winked. And he gave that little smirk. Uh, so, <laughs> I, he got my attention. I love it. I love Griff. That was the, it was an yeah. awesome moment. Uh, fantastic story. We'll take a break now. We'll come back. We'll take you know some what game he was talking about, by the way? He said it was down in New Orleans, so I'm we'll not know. sure. We'll look it up. Somebody find it for us, Kelly Dickey. We'll look it up. Maybe. <laughs> Probably too late. Who knows? Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll take some text from you guys on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Rutherford Show rolls on after this here on The Big X. Here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Get it, TK. I told you the story about our, our, our favorite, one of our favorite listeners say. Remember the days of like the caller tune thing when you call somebody and you hear a song? You, uh, might, you call somebody selling instead of oh, hearing yeah, it rain, yeah, you, you, you hear music. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the, the caller would hear the music. So uh, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. It was, I just remember ringtone. It was popular for a little while. I think there's only one person I still know to this day still has it on their phone. Uh, Mike Gandolfo. I don't know if you know who that is. But he, do the Derby Classic. Yeah, if you yeah. call it, he still plays the Rocky theme when you call us phone. There you go. But uh, say he's not very uh, technical. He left his phone one day on the couch, so I changed his caller things. So when people call, they hear it's raining men. And he had no idea about it. And then he watched it work. He just kept getting his voicemails like, what's up with your phone, man? What's, what, why is it playing the weather girls? Classic humor. <laughs> oh, you got to love classic, it, right? Classic, classic. That's I'll, classic early 2000s pranks oh, right there, oh man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, right after I signed him up for eHarmony. 502-414-1450, the Thornton Sex Line. We talked uh, uh, at the beginning of the hour pretty much about Denny Crum, the ceremony last night. Again, it was wonderfully done, but also, of course, as everything does this day in this day and age, uh, created some controversy amongst the Cardinal basketball fan base. We share our thoughts. Now we want to hear from you guys uh, at 502-414-1450. The, the last text that I, I have not read just said, Can Brady Allen play guard? <laughs> he's, 
Well, he's almost tall enough for, for Kenny Payne, right? 6'5". Yeah. Right in the wheelhouse. He's sending Pierce Clarkson home, maybe, but... He's, 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 he's Denny, Denny loved the 6'5 guard. That was his preference. Texter says, uh, Mike, I saw a recent tweet that had Louisville projected to be in the college football playoff this year. In this day and age, if the, with the transfer portal, do you think by year two, if a coach cannot get in the CFP, they are not the right guy for the program? I'm assuming that's a joke text related to the Kenny Payne uh, stance. First of all, I've not seen any anybody projecting Louisville to be in the college football playoff this year. That would mean a top four team. Uh, I don't think that. When does it expand to 12? It's not, next year. Ne- not, not next year, but the year after, right? Next year. 2024 will be the first year of okay. the CFP. This is the last year of a four-team playoff. Okay. Um, but uh, I do you not. you say next year, I think that's this year coming up. That's why I'm getting confused a little bit. There. I've moved on. I flipped the page. This is this year now. <laughs> yeah. 2023 <laughs> is this year. We're good. It's like, it's like not this Friday, next Friday. It's like, I, <laughs> I think. I mean, I, I don't think that the, the expectation for Louisville football is to be in the playoff in year two under Jeff Brown. Well, I think no. that depends on the season we get in year one, though. Maybe. I mean, this team goes like nine and two or ten and two or something, and. I, I don't be shocked if there's not saying you and I, but there will be, I think, uh, some people that would be expecting that or hoping for that or predicting that. Texas, who are you more excited about, uh, Trevor, Pierce Clarkson or Brady Allen? <sighs> I say Brady Allen's maybe racist. <laughs> no. Okay, good. A little bit more Brady Allen. I think it's just, I, I'm more of the, I don't know. I just, yeah. Well, look, just use recruiting rankings. He was the number four yeah. overall quarterback in his class. Clarkson was around 20, depending on which rankings you're using. I mean, he was a higher-rated prospect coming out of high school, and he does have familiarity with Brom's system. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about when it comes to landing Brady out. I think a little bit also is the fact that I've watched some of Pierce, Clark- Pierce Clarkson play in high school when he was on TV on, like, Access. They would show some uh-huh. of those games. I haven't seen Brady Allen, and sometimes it's best to be more excited about the person you know less about. He also not that you're looking at just size six five versus like a six one. Yeah, like I mean, you know, I'm you know I'm going to lean towards the big guy too. So, and and not that I think Pierce was you know was horrible when I watched him play, but I just I, I watched him. I was like I I think I said right away. I was like this. You can tell this is a guy that's not going to be playing college football as a freshman. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't look like. I mean, he's that's not a, a an insult. I mean, some of the best. I mean, Michael Vick redshirted as a freshman. Brady Allen just came off a redshirt. I mean, it's not uncommon. So. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'm a little more excited about Brady Allen. I think he also because we know that that's kind of what you know, a guy that Brom knows is going to work in his system. He recruited him. I don't think he recruited Pierce Clarkson. No, he re-recruited him, though. He did, well, he yeah, did but I, yeah, he didn't, like, go out. He wasn't, like, going at him when he was at Purdue with no, no intention of coming. Well, he did him. actually recruit him when he was at Purdue. Oh, he did? Okay. They had a relationship before. They said that. And then, you know, his second day on the job, he flies to, he flies to California to recruit not just Clarkson but all those, uh, all those kids. And, you know, he ends up getting, I guess, Three of them, which is, you know, wind up being a, a, a good thing. You see yeah. Aaron Williams. And look, Pierce Clarkson, even if he never plays a down for Louisville football, he helped us land Stanquan Clark. He helped us land Aaron Williams. He helped us, you know, get involved with a lot of the recruits that we brought in for God, last year's class. He gave us something to talk about. He gave us a lot to talk about. <laughs> I mean, that's been, been anything at all. Created the California pipeline. <laughs> he gave us something to talk about during the summer. And for that, you know what? I'll give it a tie between him and excitement for him and Brady. Just because just you did that for me, Pierce. Um, <laughs> Texas, TK rarely goes too far for me in an argument, but I would rather talk about every topic surrounding UofL sports I hate from the past 10 years than hear his theory on T-shirts again. <sighs> it's a shirt. What is? 
He's got two sleeves and a regular collar to shirt. Like, you're not wearing a shirt right now. You're wearing a pullover. No, that wasn't. But you, you're changing your, your whole point. The whole point was you didn't know that it was a shirt yesterday. No, I called it a shirt. It, it, you denied it being You called a shirt. it a t-shirt. Well, that's the same difference. No, it's not. That's the, that's the whole argument is it's not. Uh, Indiana Larry says, is Louisville moving to the Big 12? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Seems very possible. Indiana Larry, how excited you are about uh, your new recruits? Yeah, should be. Trace Jackson Davis hitting threes at the Combines. Uh, Kentucky Krogh says, I'll volunteer my time to hit the reset button at the other station Monday through Friday. <laughs> Don't do not. Do we not. do need somebody to just like <laughs> set up there. We'll pay somebody like, like $3 God, an hour so much. to just sit on the front porch <laughs> of that place and be like, hey, we need you. TJ texted in or t- tweeted in uh, earlier and said it froze at 6.58 on them this morning. Yeah, I wonder if that was the second freak because I texted right before I went to bed around 4 if I noticed it froze at like three, like around three in the morning, and I texted Scoot so when you'd see it when he woke up, but computer's afraid of the big stage. I guess so, man. It's Can't win the big one. <laughs> it's a computer. Right. Don't 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 say that because then TJ's going to be called start calling it Dan McDonald. <sighs> don't get him started on that. He didn't get there. Not this this year, notwithstanding. <laughs> he didn't win a big one, a small one, a medium one. He hadn't won a lot this year. We won the Shriners Classic. That's all we that did. matters. That's all, that's all we wanted this year. And Shriners we, Classic. And who chances. doesn't love the Shriners? It's a big deal. We've talked about that. I want that hat. Texas said it seemed like a little much until Susan got up there and talked about how outside of his kids, Denny was so proud of Kenny getting the job. That solidified for me how important it was to Denny. I think the former players also unfortunately have to understand that the newer generation of college students and fans don't prioritize going to games as much as those in the 70s and the 80s. Or 90s for that. It's tough to, I mean, like it, it is, I think that getting older, sometimes you lose, you know, like I'm trying to think of 20 years from now. Do you want to blame the young ones like this? Because it's kind of like no, I do I a little bit. I'm trying to say like 20 years from now when I'm, let's say that something goes wrong with Louisville basketball, or let's say like Russ Smith and Peyton Siva aren't getting the respect that I think they deserve. Like, you know, if Russ was coaching Louisville basketball in 20 years from now and people are being overly critical, I might be like, you guys don't know anything about how good Russ was, this two-star recruit coming out. And you just, it's hard for you to comprehend that they don't have that same connection as you because they weren't around. Like I, I only know Kenny Payne as the guy that my dad talked about and then the guy who eventually became a big-time assistant at UK and then now is the head coach at Louisville. Like, I've got no direct relationship with him as a Louisville player. I didn't— I mean, uh, you knew he was good. I did. I, mean, I never watched him. He knew he made an impact though. on the team, though. I mean, you, you That's knew— That's what I said at the beginning. But yeah. I never watched him on a day-to-day basis as a, a kid growing up and, like, followed him as a player and, like, knew him as a player and had a relationship with him as a fan to player. I just—I didn't. Like, my first knowledge of Kenny Payne was old videos of him wearing that chain— my dad, and then my dad talking about how much it hurt him to see him on the UK sideline. Well, there's also the problem right there is you need. You, I don't know if maybe just people are having problems deciphering the coach and the player. Like you talk about Russ, you can if Russ is coming in as a coach and, and coaching poorly and has four wins. I mean, I don't think it's you're bashing what he did in his playing career. You're saying he's a bad coach. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is one of my favorite players of all time. A great point guard. I wouldn't have him coach a little league team. He's awful. I mean, Magic Johnson was awful as a coach. A lot of a lot of poor players have been yeah, awful. That's not really my point. My, my my point is just that I think that you when you lose when you get older, you kind of you don't really realize that that connection that you have with players isn't there for the younger portion of the fan base. Like you can you can know about players growing up, you can respect players growing up, but like I'm never going to feel the same way about a guy who played in the 1970s as somebody who was 25 years old. When they were a fan of the 1970s. No, okay, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, and I think that there's a divide there, and you just don't. I don't think you realize it. And I think the former players 
kind of struggle with that a little bit to an extent. Like everyone can give you credit for building this program, for turning it into a national powerhouse, but a, a kid who's 20 years old, like he's just not going to respond to Kenny Payne or to anybody else from that era the same way that you are and people who are your age. Well, he are. associates Louisville with, with Rick Pitino over Denny Crum probably. For sure. I mean, and that's and just that's, the way, it, yeah, it's the way the world. Now, but, with the attendance thing, I yeah, I can say with because I've gotten older, I've gone to less games. Going to games is a young man's game. So kids, get out there and start going to these games. Easier said than done these days. <laughs> but when I was young, I wanted to go all the games. Maybe they're, all, they're twitching these days. I mean, they're just, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Really, boy, if you were twitching back in my high school, if you said you were twitching in high school with me, it meant a whole different thing. <laughs> that's why I said literally and figuratively. That's a joke. <laughs> Texas Junior didn't say anything about the fan base, at least that I, that I recall. I don't think he did either. I don't think that he. Uh, Junior's got businesses in Louis. He's smarter oh, than that. He's, he's not an idiot. Not he knows to tell that company line. <laughs> There's a reason why the man's as successful as he is. You want to talk about the smartest <laughs> former player we've ever had? Yeah, that's there's there's, <laughs> there's he's no dummy. I mean, that's why it was such a big deal. Like two when we got rid of Chris Mack two Januarys ago, and I was like, I'm hearing that Junior is kind of you know, he's being pressured to throw his weight around because Junior doesn't get involved in stuff like that. Like he's he's a wildly successful businessman. Yeah. He doesn't put his foot in, into politics and he doesn't get involved. He's on the U of L boards and stuff like that, but he's not giving gigantic opinions. But when they asked him, we need you to support Kenny Payne and he did it, I was like, I think it's kind of done at that point. Like like if Junior's going to get involved, that carries a significant amount of sway. And he did and and we ended up hiring Kenny Payne. I'm not saying that he's the only reason why that happened, but he definitely helped the movement for sure. Texas says, I appreciate what the ex-players are saying, but I think they forgot how expensive even third-tier tickets are. It's expensive, and it's not just the tickets. It's parking, food, and beer. It's a lot, and that's not even taking into consideration that you have to make a donation on top of paying for season tickets, especially in the lower bowl. I, I agree it's significant. 100%. It's, it's the ticket itself, you're right. It's, I don't think the ticket's really expensive, but like everything that comes along with it. Because it's, it's all the strings, like you said, the donation, which people don't ever realize if you're yeah. season ticket holder. I remember a, you know, the girl, this girl I dated one time, her parents had season tickets. And I they had good, they were like first row, second level of, of Freedom Hall. Great seats. And I just remember like being like, asking them how much they paid like the tickets. They're like, well, that's not that much. And it was like, the donation. Yeah, we donated like $56,000. It's insane. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, wow. So, I mean, yeah, that, and then. Even more so, I mean, parking. I mean, what is that? Is that twenty five thirty now to park in the East Garage? Depends on where you go. It'll be yeah, usually. Yeah, if you want to walk two yeah. miles, you can pay cheaper. But then you, like, if you're with kids, you got the hot dogs, drinks. I mean, that's twenty bucks right there, thirty bucks right. That's where yeah, that's where it does add up. And it's also, I mean, just speaking personally, like it's, it's your entire night. Like, yeah, you're like, right. Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to a Wednesday night game, if it's a big game that you really want to go to, let's say we're playing North Carolina, okay. like you know, I'm. First of all, I would have to go straight from here to the, the, the arena. Early, actually. Let's say, yeah, let's say you get off work around 5. Like, you're going straight home. You're basically getting dressed, getting people ready, going straight to the arena. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're there having a snack. If you want to be in your seat by 7, having a drink at 6.30, whatever. Like, you're there. And then, like, game's going to end 9.15. You get to your car around, like, 9.30, 9.45. Traffic getting out there is tough. Granted, like, if you're a Louisville fan, you're probably leaving early anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you're, you're home 10.15, 10.30. Like, that's, yeah, if it, you're it's, lucky. Your, it's your entire Wednesday yeah. night. Then and back to bed and back to work. Some people can't afford to do that. Like that's a, it's a huge time. Suck, well, even sure. afford it's just, it's just a lot. I mean, it's if you've been at work, even I mean, like afford said, not in the literal. Sense. Yeah, but like even if it's a Wednesday or Thursday game, like you mentioned, I mean, it's been a long work day, work week. I mean, yeah, it's you got two kids, you got to wrangle up sometimes, or a kid, or even if it's just you and the wife, it's still. That's I mean, for sure. 
If you're in, if, you know, like I said, that's a young man's game. If you're my age and 45, you'd rather almost just lay on the couch and watch the game. I mean, yeah, I mean, we had season tickets for football from age 24 through like 36 up until the pandemic a couple of years ago. And like now it's, you know, we'll go, but like you have to, you got a plan. Like we need, yeah. you know, we're going to take the kids. If so, like, you know, we need like a certain area. If we're not, we need to line up a babysitter. Like it's just how we're getting back. It's just, it's a lot. Um, and I get it, especially in a, in a city like this one. All right, we'll take a break when we come back. It's a short show, so we'll have about 30 minutes on the other side. We'll take some more texts from you guys. We have not even gotten to the conference realignment stuff. I don't know if we're going to have a chance to today. Uh, we got lottery draft tonight. We'll discuss that briefly. Go yeah. Pacers. Political. Trevor's thoughts on the KY primary. Which I didn't even know was happening until you asked me to give my thoughts on it. You're so going to break it down. Break it down like the Derby. Coming up after the break. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Shocking development. He's had to cut a song. Never happened before. First time in the history of the station, the history of the show, that we had a technical issue. There's nothing more irritating than walking here and find out it's been frozen for like five. It, it, it actually froze, I think, at like 2.48 or something. When you when you say the line, you've got to be kidding me. I know. I'm like, well, <laughs> get the statement ready. We're not going to get on the air on time. You have that draft saved on your tweet. <laughs> I need, I said, I knew, we need like boilerplate language that I can just like a, a canned statement that we can release and run during, you know, they used to have like the old rain delay interviews, like where <laughs> Chris <fun>. Welsh interviewing <laughs> Bronson Arroyo would play 75 times a year. We need something like that that we can just run somehow, put on social media when. I think you should issues. just tweet out some of those old school uh, videos, of, like when the feed get cut from a station and it has like some like bad pun. Do, 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 uh, uh, do, 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 like, do, we'll be right back do. and have like a Hang guy, in like a, there. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you hanging from like a power line. Yeah. We need to get a couple of those. Do, 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 do. <laughs> It's like Scoots just like <laughs> it'd be like Scoots like just hanging himself or like me hanging myself because I'm so pissed off that we're not on the air. <laughs> uh, we also are off early today because the Louisville Bats will take uh, take uh, the baton from us at 5:35. Bats hosting Jacksonville tonight. 6:05 is the first pitch out there at Slugger Field. Bats back home after a very successful. Um, I guess they, they were home last week too, but very successful. Yeah, second, well, that's, that's start the, to the homestand last week against Columbus, <laughs> taking four out of six. They look to have, have similar success this weekend against Jacksonville. They don't do home and homes back back to back weeks. That's their yaffle bit. Well, they, yeah, they only did because they've been on the road for two weeks in a row. They had to they do have that, the, yeah. The derby schedule. And hopefully, Nick's moving. He was out on Sunday. He was. Uh, he was. I could tell he was getting a little under the weather on Friday night. Like he was, uh, I don't know, it was allergies or we something. But... Probably from the running he was doing on the show. Remember how out of breath he was the entire interview? <laughs> it's probably what happened. <laughs> we were, the Big X takes okay, another one. I'm going to ask you right now. I, I know the story behind that. Should I tell it? I don't know. I have no idea because I don't know it. Well, it's not bad. It's a, he wasn't out of breath per se. 
he said I, he said he had his pee and he was holding it. While he <laughs> so he said he was like going back. He was you know going peeing when I would yeah, talk. Like going and he was like he was kind of like I was like, can you ask one lamp long damn question so I can they mute, were short I can questions. mute the phone and uh, and I was like Nick, dude, I would have just let it go, man. During, it would have been so awesome. To, like what is that in the background I hear? Like <laughs> in a flood. So he's like pacing back and forth. I'm, I don't know why I'm picturing like kind of like holding on. And like, come on, come on, come on. We've all, we've all been there. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, yeah, and then but that's like, he's like, I mean, because I'm, I'm sure sorry. I've peed in a bottle before when doing an interview one time on the, on the he's phone. He's like, I was on my way to the bathroom right when the phone rang. And like, I was like, you got me like halfway there. And I was like, there was one, I was sitting here with Adam Lefko when he was doing stuff on uh, a 790. It was not bad. I just told that story. He, we had Peyton Siva's dad on the air and we're interviewing him and right in the middle he just flushes the toilet i mean <laughs> it was incredible now question i because I, I have friends who i have one buddy who if he's calling me i'm there's like 90 percent chance he's on the toilet they like sitting on the toilet it's like the only time he'll call me and he'll just be like hey what's up oh, i'm like oh rube come on man i'm like dude and, and but i mean if you you you've done phone calls within the bathroom. And it, do you do you mute when you flush, or you just See, say, screw I, it and flush? I never, I never call anymore. Like I, I like never That's talk true, on the phone yeah. anymore. Back in the day, yeah, we, we used to we used to do that. But would uh, you we hit... only got like twenty minutes here. Okay, we need to move sorry. on. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, sure. And any other day, sure. We had a lot to get to. We're not going to get to everything today, unfortunately. Uh, we've also got Louisville baseball tonight, six o'clock. Their final midweek game of the season. Louisville taking on Northern Kentucky. Six o'clock is the first pitch out there at Jim Patterson Stadium. You can hear all the action on our sister station, 970 WGTK. Uh, this is a dumb question, but did, did you vote today, TK? Oh, was I supposed to? I think you're probably in the majority of people listening who did not vote today. Not well, like- I haven't seen the – I have been bombarded on Facebook with the I voted stickers. I mean I, – I wore it just for you. Well, I- you're wearing a long sleeve. And I'm distracted by the lavender, which you pull off, by the way, very Thank well. Thank you. I was going to start. Not everybody sh- can pull off lavender. I was going to start the show today with this because, like, <laughs> I, so they gave it to me, like, when I, I signed up, like, when I, I like, like, signed in. Well, and they were like, would you like a, a bracelet? I was like, no, it's okay. And then I was like, oh, I remember how much Trevor hates me. And I, was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, actually, and I went back and got it and I put it on. I was like, I wanna, I wanna, I was like I'm going to do a social media post while I show it Trevor that this is happening. Well, that backfired on me. I, yeah, uh, yeah. No, and, then, and then I forgot that was how I was going to start the show today because we mean, were on the air until 3.40. I mean, how much crap would I get if I just put like a post that says, I didn't vote? I didn't vote. Make your own yeah, bracelet. Yeah, make a, I, mean, I can just imagine how much crap I'd probably get from people if I did that. There were only, uh, I mean. So there was, I was supposed to vote. I mean, it's primaries. So was school closed today? I don't think so. I thought school was closed because don't they? My voting station is at Westport Middle School. I mean, they had school. Maybe they the, were. I don't know. Okay. My my daughter's school was not. Uh, but I, I think that they. I mean, maybe they don't care because it's primary day. They only so, close for the big elections. So primary is like to vote. You're voting for, for who's going to run. And so I couldn't even vote for. Well, I guess. Are you registered either way? I think technically I'm a Democrat, but I don't okay. know. I mean, I don't always vote Democrat, though. So Just I, show up and find out one time. Be like, <laughs> which ballot am I getting? I don't know. I remember the last ballot I voted for probably about half. I did probably three or four Republicans in. Well, I mean, I don't really I care. thought you said you only voted like once in your life. Yeah, I did. That's the, so, okay. That was the one time, yeah. Yeah, you made it sound like it was. <laughs> this was a usual thing. <laughs> no, the no, last no. time I <laughs> voted for about half. I was like, well, that was the only, the only time. It's like 10 years ago. I mean, the only reason I registered was because I was already at jury duty anyway. There you go. I was like, if I'm already here, what's the I mean, I might as well register to vote now. That was kind of a that's one of the reasons I wanted to avoid registering was because I didn't want to get caught in jury duty. Even yeah. though I did kind of like having that experience. 
He's three seven. You're, you're not missing much with this one. It was, I mean, it's. I mean, I only got. I mean, I, I had two. Did we just have one without one? giving away which party I am? I think <laughs> I had two. Yeah, Trumper. <laughs> I only had two races to vote for, um, and I don't think. Yeah. So now you're not allowed to vote for like if you're a registered in one side or the other, you can't vote for the primary of that other side. No, I cannot vote the Republican side. What if you're? Republicans what if you list, can you list yourself as like an independent? Can you? Then if you're you? an independent, you can't. I, I think you can't vote for either. So, I, which I might actually be that. I can't remember. I can, I can see that. I, can I mean, see, I don't. I mean, I can see you not being registered at all. I mean, I had to register for something, right? Didn't I have to pick one of the two when I probably voted the last the one time? Or you can be independent, not pick anything. Yeah, else. I just don't remember what I picked. I, I really don't. Uh, so you could only vote. There was only two. So you only could vote for two things today. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Well, I could. Uh, the or, other side yeah, but even, well, even the other side would only vote for two as well, right? No, they're more. It's basically like there are some offices where a bunch of Democrats are running unopposed, or like Democrats just aren't putting up a candidate because it's Kentucky and they don't, they're not going to win state in statewide That's, elections. That it's, makes sense. Yeah. So I think it was just agriculture, sec- secretary of agriculture, and governor. You know, Richie Farmer was. Yes, back in the day before he went to prison. Yeah, it was what uh, <laughs> James Comer, who's now on Fox News all the time, was the ag- when I played golf with him one time. At a tournament, he was Secretary of Agriculture. I know that. Yeah, um, but so it was just governor and that, and I think the I think the other side had more to vote for. But it's I mean the, the big race is who's going to get the Republican nominee for governor. I think it's probably going. To, I mean it's going to be Daniel Cameron. I think. I don't think that any. I, oh yeah, I've seen those ads. Yeah, I don't think that any of them are going to beat Bashir, but I think he probably wins it. I actually. So I. And who's the woman is that talks about Kelly the Kraft. dinner table? Kelly Kraft. She's big. Yeah. Huge UK donor. She's she's close with Kenny Payne. She's close with all the UK people. Uh, her husband's a, a you know millionaire too. Like they they have a lot of money. She's Democrat. No, this is all Republican. She's Republican. Okay. Yeah, but they they're they're fighting to race against Andy Bashir <laughs> in the fall. Um, so, I just remember thinking I saw her ad and she was like. We need to send everyone back to the dinner table. I'm like, yeah, because obesity is not a problem in this city. Yeah, it's <laughs> so I know Daniel Cameron like pretty well. Like he played football at U of L, right? Played football at U of L. We were at law school at the same time. Okay, we both went on to equally great things after law school. If you couldn't tell, um, <laughs> I, I, I think in some cases you may have passed him personally. But he uh, he also. I guess I can say. I mean, who cares? Like, this, it's real life. Like, if, if they don't want it revealed, I don't know. But like, so he was—he's married before his his marriage to his current wife. He had a very short marriage to okay. somebody that I know. And the Republicans only cared about that when it was Clinton in office. Well, yeah, I mean, Trump had like five wives. <laughs> yeah, so, Ma- so well, that stopped mattering. When, Clinton, when a Democrat's in office, it's a bad, bad thing. When a Republican's in office, who cares? It's a locker room, right? But I knew his first <laughs> wife, and so she was. Her family is like best friends with my best friend's family. So he was at the wedding where I was the best man. He was there like for like the whole thing, like all right. of the, like the stuff before. And like, we talked for like an hour at the um, rehearsal dinner night and all this stuff. And like, yeah, I would see him at radio stations when he was coming up. Like we always were very cordial, very nice. And this may shock you, but I, I don't think a lot of the, the positions and the things that he says publicly now are generally in line with what he actually thinks. Well, <laughs> well sometimes you got to pick a side and you roll with the politics suck, like, which just, is one reason I do hate politics. Cause it's, yeah, it's like, it's all fake. If I pick a side, I'm, it's like, I'm, it's like religion. It's like, I can't, everything else has to be stupid and everything in. I do is right. And I mean, I, so to go back to playing golf with James me. Comer once upon a time, like he told, he's like, he's like, he's like, if you ever say this, I'm going to say it now, but he's like, if you ever say this, I'll deny it to the death of me. But nice. he's like, I'm a Louisville fan. Like I grew up a Louisville fan. Like my parents both went to Louisville. Like we grew up U of L fans. I still root for U of L, but because he's a politician out in the state running for statewide offices, he's, can never admit that he's a Louisville no. fan. Like he's a Kentucky fan. He's got to be a Kentucky fan. Like it's just, it's all so phony. 
Um, but it, but best of luck to everybody running today. I'm sorry. So who who are the who were Democrats? Who was you say them again? The primaries. It was just governor and the, the yeah. But what were the names? I mean, Bashir was running against two challengers who are, are not worth like. No. I feel like we just put him in too. I mean, he's 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 the sitting governor. So yeah. like yeah, he's he's. You, you know, he's basically running. He's he's not going to get beat. He's going to win uh, the the nomination, and he'll I think probably win the governorship again in November. But uh, the other two people who are running for Secretary of Agriculture, um, they're not that well known. Who will you think will run against? Um, It'll be Cameron versus Bashir. Cameron probably. I, I, if I had Kelly, to bet. Kelly Kraft's not going to get everybody to the dinner table. She spent got a Lord knows she spent enough money to try, but I don't think it's going to happen. But we'll see. You never know. Well, it's not like. But she's the one whose dad invented like the Coke machine thing, right? No, that's that's Fisher. You're, oh, you're always bad. in the same general realm. But I knew one of them did. I couldn't remember which one. He was no longer the mayor, but he yeah. He, oh, he, he was, was mayor. That's right. Not good. But governor's only every two years, right? Correct. Okay, so that's why it's coming up so quick. All right, I was thinking. Just feel like just yesterday we voted this guy in, and he was you know on my screen every day telling me about the pandemic. No, governor is is four years. Oh, is it four years? Yeah, because he's twenty. Well, I guess it is twenty three already. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Damn, it's already been four years. Yeah. Um, we're about to have another presidential election, in it, aren't we? We are. Yeah, I don't know if you oh, that's got to be fucking away for that fun time. Yeah, seen this? You heard about this? No. I mean, get ready. Biden-Trump round two. Oh, God. The rematch no one wanted that everyone's <laughs> going to be hating. I mean, it's like it's like watching Police Academy 6. It's like, I don't want to do this. Can we really just send two other people to the... I love that, like, everybody... I mean, I don't say everybody, because there are certainly people out there who think... Like, everyone's like, I mean, do we have to? And then, like, it's like, I... You start talking about alternatives, and they're like, I guess we do have to. I, I guess this is it. Well, there's got to be a better alternative. We're just getting normal-ass people running for office. That's I mean, Obama awesome. was kind of late to the race when he when he was in, in running. He, he wasn't, I don't think, right up there at the beginning. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he was pretty in there. I thought he came in a little later than normal. He was a bit in there. And we spawned somebody, because, I mean... There's a good chance these guys might even be around by the time the election comes around. They are old as hell. Both of <laughs> them. Both of them are senile as well. I mean, it's, it's 2020. We're like, this is the best we got. This is, this is what we can do. People are like, really? I thought we've evolved as a society. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> nope. Can't get one guy that's in his 40s? I mean, love him. God. On that note, <laughs> uh, we do have the draft lottery tonight. I know you love the, the draft. Uh, I guess you, you used to love it. Yeah, the NBA not as much as I... I, I still love the football. NBA has diminished with me a little bit over the last but this years. is i mean this is an interesting year because Wembyama is this people talking about him as if he's going to revolutionize the nba and it's yeah. the most looked at and whispered about number one pick in a long time i'm gonna call and him the pacers, the pacers have a chance 6.8 percent chance to get that number one pick <laughs> it's possible <laughs> we're projected probably what like six or seven to draft i think uh let's see one two three four five six seven exactly yeah, yeah i think this is the first did we have a top 10 pick? Last? No, we had top 10 because yeah, last year was the first time we drafted inside the top 10 since 1989, which just shows you how good and consistent we were, which is to be expected because Donnie Walsh is a god amongst men. I, I didn't ever say a bad thing about him as a general manager. Um, I mean, it'd be nice. Pacers have never had the number one pick. They've come up short many a times. Uh, last would be uh, 88 when they when Danny Manning went number one. They took Rick Smith's number two. 85, got Wayman Tisdale. Nick's got Patrick Ewing. I want to say... Oh, 80, 83, they got Steve Stepanovich. Look that one up, kids, if you need to Google it. Uh, and, you know, the Rockets got Ralph Sampson. Are you getting a trend of how the the Pacers are getting the short end of the straw here in most cases? Except yeah. for 88. I think Rick Smith might have been better than Danny Manning in the end. Um, and I'm almost positive. I could be wrong, but 
I think they, well, no, they wouldn't have been involved in the Kareem one because that would have been 60, that would have been 70. They were still in the ABA. So. All right. Uh, we don't have enough time to get into the. Who's the number two pick? Brandon Miller? No, Scoot Henderson. He's built like a built like a linebacker. You saw a tweet during the break that says Scoot's built like a linebacker, and you just wanted to like Photoshop Scoot. Uh, Scoot's Scoot's. In the, yeah, that would be so awesome. More famous Scoots, Kalen or Henderson? <laughs> Debate coming up at three o'clock. I mean, he's, there's only one Scoots, buddy. Uh, we we've got uh, we've got like seven eight minutes here. We'll take as many texts as we can. We're not gonna be able to get to the conference realignment stuff. We'll save that for tomorrow. I'm sure madness will continue. Um, as we continue on, the, the Patino billionaire story will also have to wait, but we'll uh, we'll get to as much as we can. He's a billionaire. There's a billionaire who's backing him. Oh, okay, never mind. Texas says U of L took advantage of the fans with highly overpriced tickets and fees for decades. No one should be surprised that attendance fell off a cliff when the team stopped winning. I think there's probably some truth to that. I mean, there is. Yeah. Texas, I believe Denny is the goat of Louisville basketball, no doubt. I appreciate everything all our former athletes have done for us, '80s included. But I was born in 1991. When it comes to memory, Rick Patino was my childhood coach. I personally got turned off of KP immediately because we were all held hostage by these former players pushing for KP. Unfortunately, it put a bad taste in my mouth since day one of the KP era. I don't, I don't think, think it should put a bad taste that they want to support their their friend and their their, their former. No, but I, I think but. it's more of like the the whole mentality of like I'll support U of L if they hire Kenny Payne. If not, I'm going to be pissed off and I want you to take my name out of the record books and all that stuff. And that's just. You being st- you means, say that you're stupid. That's I'm where sorry. like I can't relate as a fan. No, it's like it's can't like, relate as a human being to that. It's just dumb. I mean, we especially the fans who have been like you know we've been <laughs> drugged through the mud. Like imagine being fan of like every stripper joke imaginable, every FBI joke imaginable, every Italian restaurant, and we're still here cheering for this program. Like don't you know? Don't tell us talk to us about support. I can't use the number fifteen without a giggle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been that. ten years. <laughs> Texas says, who has a better roster this year, Patino or Payne? Don't make me do this. Rick, is, he's got, he got the kid from Kansas today to round out his roster. Um, I mean, it's going to kill me when St. John has a better season than us this year. It seems very possible. But I mean, I, who knows? Maybe I'll tell you this. I, I'm not betting 500, let alone five cents on that record versus record bet. Texas says they were probably worried about how the crowd would react to a Patino video or, like Trevor said, the players and family said no Patino. I think that's probably, I think it's probably more likely than them putting out a feeler to Rick and Rick being like, "Thanks, but no thanks." I think that there's, the family probably did. I mean, based on the way that Susan talked last night, I would say that it's probably safer to say like she was like, "Hey, whoever's putting this on, I'd prefer it if we don't hear from Rick Pitino or Tom Jury." And it's probably good. To, I mean, they should offer, and Rick Pitino should be again, like I said, we kind of read the room scenario and be like, "I appreciate it. I'll, I would pass." Yeah. I mean, I can say that. I don't see there's a problem with that. And he put something on social media. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, look, it's her husband. She, I think she. If anybody has a say of how that should go last night, then then she should. Yeah, I mean, he only. I mean, they said he they had coaches that played coached against Denny, like Crimmins, who I loved. I mean, I went one of the yeah. last games I went and covered for Louisville was against uh, uh, what was the team he coached Charleston. at Charleston, just because I wanted to meet Bobby Crimmins. I was such a fan of his was a kid. I Our six hundredth win was uh was over him in Georgia Tech. Yeah, and then but also he played. I mean, he played. He coached against. You know, Denny multiple times, as did Coach K and Roy Williams. And I mean, Patino only coached against him when he was actually at Louisville. And yeah, it's not the same. Texas said, I've hated Coach K his entire career, but I felt differently about him since he talked about Denny when we played Duke his last year. It was clear in his video last night how much he truly idolized Denny. Watch well, Coach K, though. He's. He did. Like, he has, like, I think he genuinely, like, like, he was thrilled to see Denny at that game and talking about I, I think also, like, you know, when you reach a certain point in your career, 
the guys from the good old days, like they become fewer and far between. Like, you know, you're Coach K's getting up there in age, like the yeah. day from his heyday in the seventies and eighties when he was coming of age, there aren't many of those guys around anymore. And so yeah, I'm sure it reminds him of a time when he was, you know, coming up and he wasn't this super famous. And, and a lot of, you know, a lot of celebrities will tell you like their early stages, their early careers when they were successful, but not like mega stars, they enjoyed life more. There's probably a part of Coach K that like romanticizes the eighties and stuff before he was, you know, Coach K's college basketball video game and like the big name and all that stuff. And For the record Crumb was a big part of that era. Best game ever. Fantastic game. Loved it. Uh, and you're, I mean, I don't have to be like Grim Reaper and, bad guy but i mean you go back to let's look at the standings of 1986 acc i mean there's probably a good chance half your coaches have passed on since then for sure i mean i know dean smith I mean, obviously one i mean we know jim balbano's unfortunately left us i mean there's, there's a lot of them for it's you know, that's how time works texas rick's in a tough spot in regards to acknowledging denny i think he kept the tweet brief for a reason i also think a video would have been tough well i would have loved it as you noted, all the former players being there and some others, the opinion is far different. I think you're probably right. I think that's why the tweet came off. I mean, if he could have maybe put an extra sentence in there, but I can see why he just wanted to say what he needed to say and yeah. kind of move on. So I know that you don't care to talk about it, but should we take any credence in the conference realignment rumors? No, none. None. Nothing. Even if there is some some rumors to what's going on out there, nothing's going to change with the ACC. I feel strongly about this for at least three or four years. Like, we may... Like, I don't think that this group is going to break the grant of rights. Anyway, this is a conversation for tomorrow. There's more to be said there. We'll, we'll do it. Texture says, uh, slow economy and a pandemic streaming every game, et cetera. As you said, even big-time winning won't turn things back to 100%. No. I don't think we're ever going to get back. Like, you know, We'll get an occasional for full, sure. full game, depending on if we're winning and we get a good opponent, like you mentioned, like a North Carolina Dukes. But the days of you and I when we grew up and – we're coming of age and Freedom Hall didn't matter if you were playing North Carolina or Ohio, you were going to have yep. 19,000 plus there. It's hard to get tickets at those days. I it's, mean, I don't think we're ever going to get back there, even if we start winning championships again. It's just, it's not, it's not, it's a different time. I mean, we, we came close even the, the Mac year with when Duke came to town, the coach came. I mean, that was, that was probably a sellout or close to, though, wasn't it? We haven't had it like it was close to it, maybe, I would say. We had, yeah, we, it was. Certainly better, no question about that. But I don't think we're like we're not selling out that building. And I'll be honest, yeah, I'll be honest. Even when they announce the sellout, probably in the future, it's probably going to be a lot of a papered. I mean, look, people at UVL will tell you, like in reality, we probably have uh, had like three or four true sellouts since the KFC the M Center. Oh, I believe that. Like they just, yeah. That's just, that's the, the nature of the beast when it comes to exactly. announcing attendance. I mean, you, you, that's if you haven't realized that. It's like you know, I'm gonna tell you. Texas, I agree with your point about younger fans not really knowing much about the former players. To the under-40 crowd, the most famous Kenny Payne is the character from Cobra Kai. <laughs> Texas, I, I'm not, I can't read. We don't have time. I don't have time to read T-shirt text. I'm sorry. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's because he knows he's wrong. He's just trying to avoid it. Texas says every time <laughs> that you guys have technical difficulties, you, you should just tweet out the eyes emoji and just say, uh-oh, L's up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great tweet, actually. That's a good text. Texas says, please tell Dylan to make sure no Yankees fight tonight. I'm seeing them against Cincinnati this weekend. I'll be there on yeah, Saturday. They beat my Blue Jays last night. I guess the Have you uh, seen the drama about the Aaron Boone Judge got stuff? thrown out. Through this gun, but the drama about yeah. Aaron Judge like looking off in the distance, like looking at the first base coach. So I just sent our group chat. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is the look when when Coach Lawson's getting showing a little skin in the dugout. It's just like Aaron, it's like Aaron Judge just staring straight into the uh it's a weird thing, but we'll make fun of him about it later. Texture says, um, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> That's always a good sign. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea what this means. <laughs> Try to read it. Now I'm curious. It's a picture with a tag. I'll let you look at it. Oh, I'll look at that. Okay. And now the internet's not working. Um, 
Texas said, oh, Scoot's texted and said, suck, suck it, Scoot Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> He's got nothing on you. He's not. He doesn't. He's, He's the real secondary Scoot. Um, tonight, we've got, <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't do it anymore. The NHL playoffs are done for me. I, I hate all four teams that are left. Uh, you, I They're can, all warm weather. There was a great tweet, I think, I can't remember, I, I liked it, but I didn't retweet it. Where, like, it was like those, those clips where like it shows all the sunny people dancing. Yeah. And it was like, it showed, it would show, you know, they're dancing and excited to have the team name. And then it went to Dennis and he's like looking all pissed and just says Canada. Which I thought was kind of funny, but I, like uh, <laughs> I agree. Like I look at, I could kind of want to, I mean, maybe Vegas, but you got mad at me yesterday. I don't know some why it, for some reason it annoys me. They don't go by Las Vegas. I don't know why it just irritates hey, me. Any reasons enough. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he wants to root for Carolina and, and no one, and, and Dallas is now, they can suck it. I mean, I, I yeah, there's nobody. All right, real quick, we got to get out of here. Tonight, NBA, we do have game one of the Western Conference Finals. Lakers, Nuggets, Denver is a six-point favorite. 8.30 tip-off on ESPN. TK, who you got? I should have got your advice on this while I was across the river and bet on it. Uh, I'm taking Denver to win but not cover. That's what I was going to say. Denver to win but not cover. I think Denver wins it uncover. Nuggets win a close game tonight. They go up one nothing. Yeah. All right, we're out here. we got Louisville Bats baseball coming your way next. Nick Kern and company will take the baton. 5.35 coverage starting. 6.05 first pitch out there at Slugger Field. Go Bats. Go cards. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock.